cocaine. I don't have an ottoman. Whatever this thing is. That's a foot right. Let's do what you want to do a show. Yeah, we'll do a show. It's, I guess it's a foot. All right, here we go. Yeah. Right, we That's an ottoman, dude. All right. Oh. Things you put. Come your... on, phone. Oh, man, you're just. Are you getting. Are you at the end of it, dude? What's happening? One minute you're a big time director, the next minute you're being a dad again. <laughs> I think you're going to be a dick again. I was like, well. <laughs> Don't spit the coffee on my ottoman. <laughs> oh, now it's an ottoman. Yes, well, when it, when it could cost you money. Welcome <laughs> to Hollywood Anonymous. I am Brian Irwin. I'm John Huck. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, um, no, I just, uh, you know what it is, dude? I'm, what I'm, is it? I'm trying to hang in there on this technology thing. I really am. And I, I think I just, it's one of the last things outside of children that, that I get easily upset over, you know, bad, bad behavior with kids, not just the children in general, but, um, I just, but something just doesn't work, especially when you set it all up and then when you're ready to go and you're like, and press, and then it doesn't do anything and you're like, Okay. Did I? Are you, did it, are you speaking of technology? Are you struggling with your technology? <laughs> well, I there? just didn't. I didn't. I hadn't sat back. And oh I wasn't. my god, my new headphones are way too good now. They're way uh, too. Am good. I? Am I all up in there now? Yeah, they're. Well, you know, I've been wearing those uh, old headphones that I found at the Herald Examiner. Yeah. That well, I think were left over from the Herald Examiner. They were like from the 1970s. You see them. They're like yeah, the 1960s, those, 1970s. Those was the 1970s, early 1980s. Very similar to the headphones, the, my, the first headphones I ever had that my dad bestowed me. Yes. That were like, essentially, he was like, these are garbage here. But I don't. But those ones aren't. Gar- they, look, if they've lasted that long, that's they back then they built those things like tanks. That's so. what I was gonna say. I was gonna say as as long as my dad had probably had those when he gave them to me, they did work actually, and that was what I listened to. My the first two tapes I've talked about this a bunch of times, but the first two tapes I ever bought were was Van Halen, nineteen eighty four, and Prince Purple Rain, and that I listened to on one of those little tiny gray uh, jukebox, whatever you call it, like. Um, you know, like a hand. I don't know what a you boom box? a boombox. Thank you. I'm like, what do wow. you call those things, man? You and I would be horrible on, <laughs> on a game show. That was name this old technology. Yeah. <laughs> it's the thing you put the tape in a beard. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and I had. I remember. I remember plugging in the headphones because I remember thinking, like, I don't really know what's going on on these albums, but I'm pretty sure I shouldn't be listening to them in fourth grade. <laughs> and uh, and like hot for teacher. Like I didn't know it was like. Really sexual, but then uh, really you couldn't figure that out from the music video. But but well, that's the thing. And then I saw the music video, and they're doing the. <laughs> okay, can I ask you another question? Yeah. What other phrase would apply to "hot for teacher"? No, I know, I got it. It was like you liked her, but like it was. I never. And until David Lee Roth goes, oh, <laughs> then I'm like, oh, this is probably something about being horny. <laughs> it, it took you to that uh, <laughs> that simulated orgasm yeah. to figure that part out. Yeah. David Lee Roth lives somewhere relatively close to here. Not, not super close, but a couple miles away. Yeah. I've, uh, Still I, lives in Pass. Last time I saw David Lee Roth in public, uh, not on a stage, was at Cheetah's. <laughs> I was at Cheetah's with a couple of friends. This was like 2004, five maybe. Was he wearing spandex? He, he had a real tight, full? he had a real tight, like it looked like a... Like a sailor shirt from like France. <laughs> yeah, but that's about right for you. I mean, yeah. well, once a rock star is a rock star. Yeah, I mean, I mean there were and there were there were women all around him, but I don't I don't think that's his deal. So I was a little bit like, huh, interesting. Are you trying to share a secret here? I don't think it's a secret. Okay. <laughs> is it on the interweb? Oh, I don't know. Okay, well then it's a secret. Oh. By the way, my I, I have new headphones. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, be- Brian's beats. got some Beats. And the funny thing is, I would never buy Beats. No, I was gonna say someone gave them to you. Yes, they did. Yeah, Apple gave them to me. Apple. Yes. So, 
That's they, true. They screwed Steve up. Jobs has really given people stuff. No, just me. That internet thing. They screwed up, and my wife's a lawyer. So here's here's. <laughs> and that's what you drop. You're like, hi, Brian Irwin. My wife is a lawyer. No, but look, here's what happened. So my son's phone wasn't working, and for two weeks, I tried to fix it. Right. And eventually, I gave up. What? How were you trying to fix it? What was wrong with it? Because I try to fix things. I, I, I try to solve. Did you take the, the back off it? You start no, poking no, around no, at I, the gears? No, I will not do that okay, stuff. Okay, well, that, then, that how hard did you try? <laughs> well, everything usually is a software problem. You can pretty much tell uh, fairly quick if it's a, um, a hardware problem. It, long story short, I couldn't get it fixed, so I had to send it in. And they said, um, if, if they, they fix it, they'll send it back to you within three to five business days. If they can't fix it, they'll send you a new phone. I was like, all right, cool. So I got it back, and, they, and it was like, we fixed it. I turned it on. It was like, there's no card in here. So all his information, what the fu- it's basically a nothing phone without, that, without your little card in there, right? And uh, I called them. I was like, hey, where's my card? And they're like, you're supposed to take that out. I go, uh, nobody told me that. They just took my phone, walked away with it, and shipped it out at the Genius Store. And she said, well, you're supposed to... You're supposed to do that. And I was like, are you accusing me? Again, no one told me that. I go, just so you know, if I'm not told, that's not my job. My job is to just do what I'm told by you people. If no one told me, I go, she's And then like, oh, she I, says, what do you mean, you people? No, well, <laughs> I mean, but I mean, I'm paraphrasing right now. The yeah. bottom line was like, I was, and she goes, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to accuse you. I go, well, that's the way it came off. I'm like, regardless <laughs> of that, what are we going to do now? Because I basically waited for a phone, can't use the phone. It's a kid. I want to give him a phone back because I don't want to hear about it. Yeah, anymore. I don't ever so want to hear about this again. Let's move on and resolve this situation. She goes, "All right, well, here's what you need to do. Uh, you need to find your local uh, AT and T store and uh, schedule an appointment and go get a new card." I go, "What?" I go, "Did you just screw up and give me a task?" And she's like, "What?" And I was like, "Well, why am I doing all the legwork here?" I go, "Don't can't, isn't there a quicker way to do this than me trying to find a card for my son?" And she's like, "No." And I go, well, that's not cool. I, I go, this is your solution to creating a problem for me? And then and I was like, this is, this is not good customer service. This is horrible customer service. You literally are sending me on my way with, with a task. I go, that's a little bit arrogant. And she's like, well, I, fine, I'll give you a $50 credit. I go, it's not about the credit. It's about the fact that I have to now do a bunch of stuff, and you're not even trying to solve the problem for me. And at that point, the, the lawyer in the house walked in, Heard that and said, uh, um, let, here, I'll, I'll take it from there. And then she oh, started. Oh, man. And she was like, so, uh, oh, oh, she had the piece of paper. And so this is where it got even worse. So she reads the piece of paper and she goes, uh, the, the piece of paper that came with the phone, this isn't even our phone. And they're like, yeah, no, this is the phone. She's like, no, uh, it says that you repaired the phone and gave us our phone back, but it's got a different serial number. And they're like, oh, well, then we gave you a refurbished, or we gave you a, a different phone that's been repaired. And they were like, but that's not what the piece of paper, what is going She's like, G- give me somebody who knows. What, 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 you know, none of this makes sense. So we go through, and she's like, I didn't ask for a refurbished phone. You were supposed to give me my phone back fixed or a brand new phone. And they're like, well, we can give you a refurbished phone. She's like, no, you can't. You can't tell somebody you're going to give them a brand new phone or fix it. And not to mention the fact that the letter says you fixed our phone, and you sent us a refurbished phone that's not even our phone. Yes, that's true. I need to talk to the next person. She she dropped some some like hardcore like um, which most people don't know this stuff, but like she obviously knows this world because of what she does for a living. Well, well, so she uh, dropped uh, some lingo that I didn't even understand. I left the room. I came back, and this is all I heard. Well, hello. Can I ask you a question? How exactly did you get to me? 
And I was like, who did my wife get to? Like, she literally got all the way up to the, whatever she said, they were like, go. You got to talk go, to somebody who knows go. things yeah. because we don't know shit. They sent her way up the chain. And, the, and, and of course, you get up there. And of course, no one's, no one's defensive. No one's mean. No one's reading from a script. They're like, they're like the nice people. They're like, well, well this is weird. Well, let's, what do we, what can we do to fix this for you? It was like, what, why? Did it take all the way up there to get to that thing? And then eventually she's just like, do you... And I, and I, was, I told her the story about the fact that I was just disappointed the fact that I was given a task and offered $50. And she's like, well, you know, she's like, do you want... How about $300 worth of stuff, Mike? Nah, I'm good. And then, of course, I'm like, well, let me see what you got here. So hence the uh, Beats headphones. I never, yeah. They're good, but I never would buy them. No. No, can your well, sponsored by Beats, Can so. your wife pretend to be my wife while I call Gold's Gym? Because <laughs> I need somebody to like. You got to know how. That, that what I've learned is you got to know how to. There's only I think there's honestly, when it comes to customer service, I believe there's only two ways you you will you will get what you want. One, you have to constantly. You cannot get upset. You have to be the better person in the situation, but you need to you need to hold firm on your demands. Yeah, yeah. But if you stay cool, they don't they 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 will give you ultimately what you want. The other thing is you got to be somebody who knows way too much. Yeah, because that they, scares that, people. That, that, that intimidates them yeah. because they don't want to deal with it. Yeah. They know they're dealing with someone that is going to make their lives very difficult, and so they just. They, so I mean, that's the only two ways you could ask. I, I should talk. What I mean by that is escalating something. So you have to escalate it to a point where it gets to a person that they basically have autonomy. They can do whatever they want to solve the situation. Because I've had that, that exercise machine that's behind you. I got that for free from Sears after them selling me a lemon for two years. And I was just, I had had enough and eventually the same thing. But I was nice about it. I just got all up to the top. And then they're like, what do you want? It just gets to the point where they're like, what do you want? Not, not like, what do you want? Go away. But like, what do you, we, we're sorry what can we do for you? What do you yeah. want? What do you want? Yeah. You know? Anyway, so I have Beats headphones now. Yeah. I'm not getting rid of the old... Uh, That's inspiring, though. I'm going to go home and call Gold's Gym. Try to... Uh, well, is there a problem, or are you just yeah, doing it? Yeah, oh, there's okay. a fucking problem, oh, all right. Okay. What's yeah. the problem? They uh, put a flyer on my door that uh, back uh, about a year and a half ago that was like, hey, we're having a, our anniversaries coming up, and we're going to... You can sign up to be a member of the gym for 1987 a month, because that was the year they started. So 1987 a month to join a gym in LA is pretty fantastic, yeah. right? That's under 20 bucks a month. I at the current gym I was at, I was paying 40 a month. I liked that gym, but it was I was driving by the Gold's gym to get to it from my house. Do you know what I mean? So I was like once I moved, I was farther away and I was like this is just annoying to drive by a gym that is telling me that I could have a cheaper membership with more with access to more stuff, you know, it's like it was a bigger gym, there was just more equipment so i stopped in there one day and i was like what is the deal what's the catch you know because a lot of times a gym will be like hey we, we got we got 19 a month memberships you can use the gym three times a week you know what i mean it's like a it's like a limited thing because they want to it's like a drug dealer they want to tempt you and then they're like ah you know just three times you need to come five times a week so you got to buy the whole thing you know what i mean so i sat down with this chick and i asked oh repeatedly woman sorry woman <laughs> Well, she wasn't really though. She I was like kind of young and like you didn't like... really know it. But she, but she was reading like she seemed to be reading from the computer. So when I would say things like, "So I can you utilize the classes? Like I can go take yoga for 
this gym membership that I'm paying, it's not extra. And she's like, no, it's all included. You get a towel once a day. Uh, you pay once a year, you pay a $35 uh, cleaning fee. Once a year. An annual, once a year, an yeah. Fee. Yeah, and I was like, oh, yeah, okay, sure. That's like, you know, laundry, whatever. You know, they charge, yeah. I'm like, sure, That's I get that. Um, everything, so then I sign up. Everything was cool for seven months, and then they stopped giving me a towel. I'd go, I'd go, hey, can I get a little towel? Uh, and this little, this guy, this shithead was like, no, dude, it says you don't, you don't get a towel with your membership. I go, what? I've been getting a towel every day for... Like, and I started going to the gym all the time. I was in there. It wasn't like they'd never seen me before. Right. I was coming in every day at the same time, <laughs> at the exact same time. I'm the only red-bearded jerk-off wearing a winter hat. Like, I'm, it's like, you know who I am, dude. Don't pretend you don't. And, like, why? We'll get back to the why you're wearing a winter hat later. I do it because I, I sweat, and my hair, it'll get everywhere no, no. if I don't wear no. the winter hat. It's just, it's much, much better. Okay, all right. Well, I don't want to. We don't have to get back to it, then. We, I don't want to fuck got up to my it. baseball we just hats. Got, I think you said I didn't want to mess up my, my looks, my hair. No, I don't want to fuck up my baseball style. hats. Right. But so this guy starts giving me a towel. So then finally I go to a trainer that I see. I go, hey, man, why can't I get a towel? And he's like, I'll get you a towel. And he goes and gets me a towel. I go, yeah, I don't want to do this every day. I want to get the towel from the guy giving out the fucking towels. <laughs> and I was like really angry. And I was like, all right, you pieces of shit. And then I, so I kept going. I always brought my own towel anyway. The right. other towel was like for the equipment and shit. Yeah, like, the wipe down towel. Yeah, like I didn't put that to my face or anything, you know. So, and then all of a sudden, uh, about three weeks ago, and I've been taking, I started taking yoga, which I was really enjoying and mm -hmm. really getting into. And it was really helpful for like my old man body. Mm -hmm. And... It was a I would take it every Monday and Wednesday. They had an 8 a.m. class. I go in, and then, then all of a sudden, and every day I signed in. Like, they asked me to sign in. I signed in. So they had my name. They knew I was taking the class. And then one day they were like, you got to use this machine out front, and it gives you a ticket, and then the teacher takes the ticket. And I'm like, whatever. You don't want me to sign in on a piece of paper. This somehow registers who uses right. the... Great, fine. Then, like, two days later, I go... You got to go downstairs and see the front desk. And I'm like, why can't I? It's not giving me the thing. Oh, no, your membership doesn't allow you to take yoga. I go, what the fuck are you talking this about? This is all like, in month seven, by the way? No, this was this was a couple weeks ago. This the, the How many months into the, was this problem? This is a year and a half in. We're like, I've been there for a while. And like, so I go to the guy, go, hey, what is the deal, man? And I didn't. Wait, I, did you ever resolve the towel thing first? Off? Nope. No. Okay, right. So I should have started there. And I should have never let up. But then uh, they keep sending me surveys. So I fill out the surveys with the most negative score. And in every comment section, I write, I was told I would be able to get a towel and take yoga, and I can't do either of those things after a year and a half. Why? Someone needs to contact me. Copy and paste that response in every comment thing. At the end, it's like, would you like someone to contact you? Yes. Here's my <laughs> phone number. Here's my email. Here's an alternate email. Like, someone needs to get a hold of me. That's happened three times, and I've tried contacting them, and they never got back to me. Contact that specific place? Or no, the contacting, like, the, like, hi, this is Gold's customer. Gym, like, yeah. So I'm just going to have to keep, like... Wait a minute, so, so you... You're, it's not resolved. resolved. Not resolved. What do they say at the main desk? The main desk doesn't know, well, your membership says you can't take, you got to pay extra. That's not what I was told. Well, then you got to go see those guys. And those guys are like, who told you that? Like, I fucking remember her name. Right, a, a year, year and, and a half. half. Oh, Kathy, Kelly, Kim, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Jesus. John, we need to work on what you need to say is, I don't know, I think it was Kathy. But she, was, uh, she was good. She was I really nice. say, she really well. I, I want to say, you're, you're shitting me. You don't have that in your fucking system? They do. Who they, signs up who? You don't yeah. keep track of that shit? They do shit? sign that. They do of keep track course of they do. Because that's how they get paid. Of they course it. it is. 
Like, that's like the same lady at DirecTV going, sir, I can't just give you the baseball package and take away the football package. It's not a switch. I go, the fuck? It's not a switch. If I don't pay my bill, how do you turn that shit off? It's a switch. It's a switch. Ugh. So here's my problem, though, is when you talk about getting all the way to the top to people, and then they're just like, oh, hey, how, how can we fix that? Why doesn't that trickle down? And I guess, and this is my, my best theory, is because very few people get to the top in their, in their like, complaining line, it's, whereas it's, everybody else is like, fuck you, give me what I want, this sucks, fuck you. You know what I mean? They're, like, really angry. Well, it's collateral damage. I mean, you know, it, it's like any business. That it's, it's like the, you have to look at it in terms of automated service. There's a reason why it's done the way it's done. It's, it, it tries to get you to settle. Right? Yeah. Yes. And, yep. and, yes. And that's and, and accept that's, it and accept it and not and not leave. It's it's when you just when you decide to not accept it and you threaten and you challenge the system, then you get put into a, a different category. So the way business is set up, business is set up to get you to settle for you to accept subpar customer service because and this is just my theory. But it's because we're all, it's a bottom line thing. It's all about shareholders. It's all about profit margins. It's all that stuff. So it's not they, – they know. They know where the gray areas are. There's, they literally hire – big corporations yeah. hire lawyers that know exactly how far – their job, their sole job is to look at how far you can push any envelope before it becomes a problem. And even then, how far can you go over that and what would it cost you legally – if you got called out on your shit, this is just it's it's part of the game. It's it literally is. It, that's why, like, I mean, I, and I, I I'll say this out loud because I I've, I've said it to multiple my friends, the the business of finance and home mortgages and banks and all that stuff, it's a game, and you can either play it and and or you can accept what they do to you, but you can play it. That's what bankruptcy's for. People are are they have they do a really good job of creating a stigma to get you to not do it. But it's a game, and people declare. If look at big, look at big businesses all the time. They and, and and rich people they declare bankruptcy because they know it's a game. They don't care. Spend, spend, spend. Mess it up. Get out. Start another one. That's it's all a game. And again, I'm not a deep state guy. I'm not a conspiracy guy. I'm just like you know you're, you're around. You, you play long enough, you kind of go oh, huh. I have friends. I'm like, you declared bankruptcy? Yeah. I'm like, how did your life change after that? They're like, oh, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like no stigmas. Know, They're I like know. no, no stigmas. No. I don't pay my bills anymore. Dude, like just, every like, oh. every every person applying for a small business loan today has probably declared bankruptcy at one point mm-hmm. in time. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I they what they told me right right out of college. I had to go to this like this hour long course like right before I graduated. That was like, here come your student loans, mm-hmm. motherfucker, pay up. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just tell you kind of like why you have to do it, and you know, and the first thing they go. Look, in the past, a lot of people just accumulated debt and then filed bankruptcy, and then all of that mm-hmm. was wiped away. Mm-hmm. You can't do that anymore. And I was like, oh. well, you can't file bankruptcy. I think the government protects the student loans, correct? So I'm not 100% I, I sure. I don't think you but... can file bankruptcy. Well, I mean, I've been talking like an idiot, but I think you may be right. I think there's like the, that thing because that's what everybody would do, right? Yeah. Because but... most students leave so poor. Oh, yeah. I mean, my wife is still paying off her, her student loans. That does, but, but she's young. I mean, that's, that, that doesn't really surprise Dude, me. It doesn't. You should. I not, just paid sh- off mine, all of them, like last year. That's my point. You shouldn't have to spend the majority of your life outside of college paying off college. To be clear, 
Wait, with your money? You, you, oh. To be clear, my loans that I was paying off, I, I deferred for like over a decade. You know what I mean? Like there was times when I didn't pay anything. So it wasn't like I was making steady payments the whole time and then I just paid it off. Like yeah, but John, I people... took like 10 years off and that's, that loan that I paid off, I do believe a huge chunk of it was a personal loan I took out from the college to so that my buddy Tim could come to New Orleans with us for spring break. Well, that's hilarious. But I will tell you <laughs> that a lot of people don't have that story and are still paying off their mm-hmm. student loans because they yeah. know what it is. We don't need to get on all that crap. I just no, but yeah, but you 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 you're right he- though. I got it's... new headphones, and I want to tell you that your stories so far, as much as they've upset you, <laughs> have been loud. They feel so <laughs> wonderful inside my ears. I think I just think it's it's just frustrating. Like I know I got amped up, and uh, that was a little bit. No, it's just a little, teasing you. I know, but I was a little bit of a show. But at the same time, it's like I do I do want to like. There, there is a part of me that's like, yeah, we, we just sometimes we just accept it. Like, oh, I don't get that channel anymore. I don't know why. Oh, yeah, oh it's well. part of the deal. Like, it's like I don't, I don't care for that, and I, I think I'm gonna. And again, it's not about, it's not about being an asshole. You know, it's just about kind of like trying to be. Just what's fair, you know? John, I'm only gonna tell you this once. And then <laughs> no, I mean, you're not. I'm, I'm, you were in no, radio. I'm only gonna tell you this one. No, when, when <laughs> I was in radio, this is what I learned. No, uh, this is how things work. Lobbyists and corporations pay a lot of money to have things benefit them. We are only protected by two things. The Consumer Protection Agency, which we don't put a lot of money into, right? And and when we all go in and we do what are those those types of lawsuits where like a bunch of people have to a uh, class action class action lawsuits, which some of those are now becoming illegal because the businesses have lobbied to say that you're not allowed to do certain class action lawsuits. Yeah, I love that you can't so you the, can't sue us for screwing you over. Yeah. <laughs> but it's because that's how the world works now. So basically what they've done is they've put so much money into the political system to make sure that the laws um, protect them from a lot of the stuff that we're talking about. This is just the way things work now. This is just, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a consumer-friendly environment unless the consumer is friendly and is using their credit cards and paying a lot of money to them. But when the consumer has higher demands and higher needs, it's cutting into a bottom line. It's cutting into what they think makes... Um, America work, capitalism work, which is partly true, which is us keeping it going, right? But we shouldn't, For we're, we're continuing to, to support it more and more and more with credit cards and bogus money, and that's why the bottom keeps dropping out, because it's bullshit money, yeah. and it's a, it's a vicious cycle. So there is, I think there's a way, I'm a capitalist, I'm not like a, I'm not a socialist per se, but it's just like, I believe in making money, there's nothing wrong with that. I just feel like, I always use the thing, how many yachts and houses in and jets do you need? It's like at what point? Because because that's really what it's none. about. Well, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I don't care if you do, if you've earned yeah. some of them, sure. go get them. Yeah, but how many do you need before yeah. you're destroying the bottom line? Now yeah. back to something more important. Well, I was going to tell you how I beat the system. All right, which I, which system? Which the, one? The, the financial system. Well, it sounds like you already did if you got your friend to go to New Orleans. So well, well, this was yeah. This okay. was first of all that was ni- 1995. It was the last six, trip you ever took. 96. <laughs> it was my. You, it was, my you, 21st birthday. You didn't try to take out a student loan last year? <laughs> I tried. <laughs> uh, my ID is expired, and uh, I don't have a meal plan anymore. I also tried eating in the cafeteria. No, no I was going to say I beat, the fina- I beat all that action by just not having any money. Right. Just being broke all the time. So yeah. So I, I win. Yeah, you do. Freedom. Well, yeah. Okay. Gold's Gym. Shower. <laughs> shower. That's why you shower at Gold's That's Gym. That's why I shower. And nap at Gold's Gym. Uh, all right. Now, what were you? Sorry, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say. So this is my old man moment. So going back to the headphones, this is when I learned that there's two different types of headphones. You know this? There's over ear and on ear. Like you and I right now are both wearing on ear 
headphones. Oh, over ears even. The full, the full the thing. Big, basically, yeah. I didn't. I, I'm Cans. Like, yeah. I was like, what, 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 which, she's like, well, which ones you, would you want the, oh, you're not getting the uh, over ear? I'm like, well, the over ear is kind of over the money that you were offering me. And I go, I just get the on ear. And then they came back and my wife, Natalie, was like, what, why the thing's so small? I'm like, oh, those are over ears. She's like, all right, well, okay, whatever. And then walks away. And I was like, yeah, I felt the same way. Like, this is new technology to me. This is new stuff. But what well, you don't, I mean, do you need the over ear? Are you that? I mean, no, uh, yeah, no. You just sweat more if you put them all the uh, way. That's over the here. other thing is like, I, I want. I have someone sent me. They licensed some of my comedy, and we're like, hey, we can't give you money, but here are some wireless headphones. <laughs> and they were not Beats, but they were they were. Uh, I think they're Boehm or something like that. Mm-hmm. But they're very good, and and I love them. And you know, they have a distance. I can leave my phone and walk away and listen to music when I'm cleaning or whatever. Yeah, but I remember, I remember called you one day and you made me test it with. Yeah, because I was trying to. I I thought I always had to turn them off to talk, but it turns out I could yeah. keep them on and. Yeah. Still talk. It's crazy. It's but they but I can't wear I can't wear them to a gym, man. I can't put. No, I'll just I don't I'll people do that. I'll I don't know how people do a lot of stuff at the gym. Like just <laughs> like meaning like out? like well just like I sweat so much that I'm like like I wear like the clothes I wear to the gym. I thought you were just supposed to say I wear goggles. I was like why <laughs> why I are wear you wearing goggles? goggles? I wear I sweat so much. It's like I'm swimming all the time. <laughs> Weightlifting goggles. I wear. I wear. wear, I got to put on my uh, bench goggles. (laughs) I have different goggles for different exercises. (laughs) These are my squat goggles. I got to ask, man, what is with the safety first, dude? Oh my god, that'd be great if you had like a seven pairs hanging around your neck, and depending on what you're doing. uh, These are my. And then I just, (laughs) just, uh, it's. I spend about a half hour at a time fussing with goggles, and then like doing stretches for another half hour, and then I just leave, and that's Uh, my workout. It was like that. Reminds me of one of my friends, Fred. (laughs) <laughs> from back in Milwaukee, he would we would all we all had gym memberships across from where we worked, and he was the only guy. He would come in, and we would we would literally be doing hardcore workouts because we were young and we thought it mattered. And we um, uh, he would just be over in the corner doing like half stretches, watch us, and then we'd see him like fifteen minutes later leave and go take a shower. We're like, do you just pay to like to stretch? He's like, dude, I I'm just here just checking things out. Like I'm never. I just want to be very clear. I will never be doing what you are doing. Yeah. And now, like, I think he's just as in shape as I am. Well, yeah. That, that's the thing is, like, you, that, I mean, yeah, you become 20, and yeah. then you're like, oh, and then you're 25, and then you're like, ugh, and then you're 30, <laughs> and you're like, uh-oh. Well, then you find someone, and then you're like, what's the point, right? Like, that's... The, well, I mean, for me, the point is, uh, like, I do believe this is so silly. Be- I, we're healthy. That's what I'm saying. I'm, right. I'm talking about what's the point of, like, being ripped, ripped. Oh, yeah, yeah, it yeah, It only yeah. matters when you go to, like, a pool party, <laughs> and you're like, god damn it. Even then, I go to pool party with, like, comics. It's <laughs> like, everyone is pasty white, everyone, all the dudes have tits, it's like, it doesn't... Yeah, but you know, you know where it actually, and it shouldn't matter, but it does, is when you start going to pool parties with all the kids that are up and comers. Oh man, because they're so fucking hypercritical of adults. Yeah, and like if there's anything wrong with you, they're like, "Oh man, that guy took his shirt off." Yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah. man, like you know what I mean? Like when it's adults, they may be saying that in their head, but they but, don't but say it out loud. At the same time, they're like, "Dude, I got some fucked up shit wrong with me too." Yeah. So whatever. But none of it's out loud. Yeah. Kids, it's all on the table. And they point. Yeah, it's all all on the table, and they just point out everything. They're like, "Why is there? Why is there hair growing under your shoulder? Uh, shoulder?" Yeah, uh, I wouldn't take my shirt off at a kid's pool party. 
for that reason, I don't want to be mocked by children. <laughs> well, sometimes you have no choice because you get forced into something, you know, to uh, entertain the kids, but they don't care. They don't, res- they don't respect the fact that, <laughs> you know, these, these bodies uh, were earned. And to be clear, I wouldn't either yeah, if I was a kid. I mean, I, I, if I could swim in whatever clothes I had on, but then it doesn't even matter because that just suction cups to you and it, does, it doesn't hide. Well, no, dude. Wearing shirts in the pool is a very, it's a proven false <laughs> it's a bad idea yeah, dude. it's a it bad is. idea that's when you find out your male friend has sideways uh, nipples sometimes when they get when it get wet and you're like what's going on sideways nipples you know sometimes they don't point straight ahead they point out for the side oh yeah, like, yeah 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 like, i thought you meant like somehow the nipple was like more of a no, like a slit. with women i don't you know i get it because like you know they're all things but like most men like you wouldn't see that and you're yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. that's a, a little bit off but that's fine that's fine we're moving on we're moving on, <laughs> we're moving on. I, just, I just don't never don't normally see with your one more time. One more time. Let me get a peek of that. And yeah, okay, we're good. We're yeah, good. It's, it's a little bit odd, but that's fine. I can live with that. I can live with that. But yeah, there is no point. Like uh, I told you this right when I was trying to get back. I hadn't been to a gym in a long time, and I, I didn't know. Like I was like, man, I gotta get like a, I want to do a workout that'll kind of like because you should change up your workout every so often. If you if you go to the gym all the time and you're doing the same thing, like every few months, you should change up the exercises. Still work out those muscles, but change out the exercises. Is what I've read. All over the internet, so <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, I gotta change it up. What's a workout I haven't done? So I hit up Anthony. I told you this, right? No. And I was like, hey man, I, he because he shredded down when he played in the NFL. He was like almost four hundred pounds. He was like three eighty something, and now he is like two forty. Like he's my weight now. Like, and he's like slim, you know, and not slim. I shouldn't say slim. Lean. Like he's he's still big, but he's lean. And I was like. Hey man, what kind of can I, can I what can you recommend like a workout for me or like my body type or any, is there anything you could you know this guy's lived his whole life around personal trainers and dietitians like I'm like this guy he'll be able to he'll be able to help me he's like he goes dude I got you I'll send you something right now and I'm like oh awesome did he just send you a note that says no on it uh, no I'm at work he <laughs> sent me a link I clicked the link it's a link to an article about the Rock's workout for the movie Hercules. And what he did to get beefed up for Hercules. Well, first off, he's already. Dude, I was like, I call him. I go, is this a joke? He goes, no, man, you get ripped. I go, I can't do what The Rock does, guy. I'm not whipping chains and, like, <laughs> taking a gym with me everywhere I go. Like, I can't. I'm Guys, t- can you help me out with my tractor tire? I, I, I just got to get it out of the way. At the time, I was, I was like, dude, I'm 39 years old, man. I just I just want to not be a fat ass. Can you help me with that? He was like, yeah, just change your diet. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, I don't want to. Listen, I, I went for a walk today. That's where I'm at. Dude, I went I went I to the gym. like, j- I almost ran. I'm like, no, that walking's good today. I got I got up. I got up. Uh, I will start running. I got to exercise. I, I agree with you. Some, you got to do something. I go. I walk on a treadmill for an hour while I was watching the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. And I do. I try to do the yoga on on this uh, internet, on the internet. The interwebs. Yeah. I'll hey. Say, by the way, speaking of the interwebs, I got a random call from a dude named Nathan yesterday. Oh yeah. Who you and I did a television pilot? Oh with. yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. He called me too. Yeah. Uh, he actually, me and him converse quite a bit. Well, no, I'm just yeah. saying it's because this will be out before it happens. If you're on yeah. the internet, you may see a little bit of John and a little bit of me this yeah. weekend, which is Father's Day weekend. Yeah, Father's Day weekend. Uh, some videos, some stuff that me and Brian did. Well, it, when he, he, uh, hang on one second. Yeah, yeah. Let's all go online. Let's just. Uh, no, I'm sorry. If I don't, uh, I if I don't answer these guys, sometimes you know, like. I don't know who these guys are, but if it's drug related, just make drug sure that related. they don't. Uh, it's not drug related, but Chris Porter's involved. <laughs> okay, I, 
I'm just saying, if I don't answer these guys, usually it starts out they're going to come here and, and shoot me or punch me in the face, and what? I just don't have time for that. No, 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 no. That was just like like uh, when a headliner is asking if I can feature, I like to get back immediately. There he be- is. There he I, is. No, because I know full well that they can just move right along and find the next person who will be... You know, you know I got a text too. It was asking if I was going to play softball tonight, and I I took a ch- I took a while to answer him. I think that's okay. I no, think in okay. that situation, when there's no <laughs> money involved for your amateur uh, men's rec league, uh, but hey, so what were you just saying about your? No, us. We're we're going to be on Facebook. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah, but he bit. calls. It's so he's so funny. He he calls me. He's this guy, Nathan's a guy. He if you've ever heard me talk about or seen the problems with alcohol show. Um, he's a dude who found me through another comic and asked if I want to be a panelist on this uh, very very fun show where we it's not you have a problem with alcohol it's we drink alcohol while discussing some problems in society and uh, he liked what I did on stage he asked if I would host the show I hosted the show for him I hosted a bunch of shows for him they did a pilot presentation I hosted the the thing they did where they brought the people in and then they sold a pilot to E and then I was not the host anymore and then they had to get someone who was more of a name to host it but uh, I still don't know how that went I think it went pretty well um, no word on if it's picked up but anyway this guy Nathan no word on you yet definitely definitely a word on me no, I'm, word on I'm out okay um, but Nathan's always tried to help me out and been very supportive and uh, always really liked my comedy and always try to do what's right by me and, and whenever I suggest people to him he's always open to bringing them in and using them so he had this thing he was trying to do with a, about dads that was sort of like a half reality, half sketch sort of thing. And he he asked me if I knew any dads, and of course Brian came to mind immediately. Uh, so Brian did a, like a diaper changing thing, which is kind of back in the news now. Somebody's been complaining about uh, men have been complaining about not being able to change their kids, whatever. So that's your that's what Brian's kind of thing will focus on. And then I think mine is something I'm, I'm a man on the street for two seconds asking people about fatherhood. Yeah, it's, a little, it's just little snippets. It'll be interesting. To see, you know, I'm just it's, it was it was just kind of him to call and be like, hey, just want to give you a heads up. Well, it's, it's coming out this weekend. Uh, I didn't. It was funny. He goes, I didn't want you to be surprised by it. And I was <laughs> that's like, what he said. To me. And I go, I'm like, go, all right, cool. Um, I Kids, don't think get I'll, up. I'm surprised. Yes. No, that was because he because he sent me a he sent me a voicemail or he called me and sent a called me, left a message, and then sent a text. He's like, hey, man, I got to talk to you about these videos. And I'm like, do they paint me as some kind of dickhead? Like, why do I need to know about this? And I was like, what's going on? Hey, listen, it doesn't matter. We signed the paperwork. Yeah, we, we I, can do he can put it. That's the kind of part of, part of my thing is like, but I think he just also wanted to. No, he's very kind and very respectful. Respectful. And, and, and then he was like, hey, if you if you like it, you know, feel free to share it. If you sure, don't, yeah. don't. He goes, they're, they're going to be short enough where no one can really get mad at us. No. <laughs> You know what? Well, whatever. People shouldn't get mad at anything. You just, you, if it's if it's based in sarcasm or humor, enjoy it for what it is. Also, if you on. don't like it, though, my segment, don't look I, I at teach, it. Yeah. Oh, hey, there we go. Move is. on. There's a lot of stuff out there. But but watch them, and it will help him. But watch and, them and, and share them with your friends and, and family. Share, yeah. and you'll actually, if you just if you re, if you recently came into a child, um, you know, I'm, my, my my technique is very helpful. Dude, so. your phrasing on that one was not good. Yeah, fair enough. If you recently <laughs> had a child, oh, <laughs> man. Ah, Ryan and Netley's. Uh, uh, we just came back from my uh, film. Yes. Uh, uh, well, can I can I give screening. my can I give my review? Should I give like a? Yeah, but let's let's just set it up first off. Um, it was at uh, I guess 
Look, I call it man's Chinese theater. I know it's not man's anymore. We all traditionally call it Roman's Chinese theater. Yeah. Then man's. And I think most people still probably call it man's Chinese theater, but it's called TCL. Chinese theater now, because it's just bought by somebody else. But it's the same place. It's, everything about it is still the same. Um, d- uh, the film is in a, a festival here in Los Angeles called Dances with Films, which is actually, I mean, it was packed. It was, First off, it was, it was sold packed. Out. It was a 5 o'clock on a Thursday, <laughs> and yeah. it was packed. Packed. Uh, and it was... First of all, everything was great. I mean, I just parked, walked in, and like I got handed a ticket. Everything was that was that yeah. that part was super smooth. Yeah, and also this festival, by the way, has I've I've done other festivals with fixed, and this one so far, like it's con- it's constant foot traffic. It's 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 a really good environment, and that's, I'm not slamming the other ones. It's just that the other ones were a little more spread out. This one's like it's compact. It's right there. Everybody's right there, mm-hmm. and it just it felt like an event. It 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 and it's and which it should. And it's a it's a great festival, and I was stoked to be a part of it. Did you you felt special? Because I think that the, a, a a good film festival makes the film the people who created those films feel like good. You know what I mean? You should feel good about it. I it, it, yeah. I mean, I didn't. Just, did I feel special? No. But did I feel like I was part of something? The answer is yes. It was set up in a way that you could come and go and freely, and it was easy to talk to people. It was just that part of it was uh, I, I appreciate it. Met a couple people through you. Uh, oh yeah, Shane, Shane Moss has got a, a movie about psychedelics. Is that who that was? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I ever met him before. I was looking. I'm like, why do I know this yeah, guy? Yeah, you've definitely probably. You guys have probably, probably met each yeah. other. Like, you know, he. Okay. We mean. I mean, he's been doing comedy for as long as I've been doing comedy. I'm sure. And uh, um, he had uh, like a mental breakdown, and then psychedelics kind of helped him come back. And, okay. And then also, that's what this is about. Yeah, that's oh, what. So Matt Schuler, who uh, is a guy who's. Uh, Produces those Showtime comedy South by Southwest shows, mm-hmm. um, and who's always been a huge. Again, Schuler's been huge in my like. He's the guy who helped me. You know, he introduced me to people like Eric Abrams, who got me live at Gotham, and he did the Showtime thing for me. And those guys wouldn't have picked me out of anybody, but because Schuler was a producer, he's like, "Well, we should use John." Everyone else was like, "What? Why?" There's like a million other people we could be using, and he was like, "I like his comedy." So that's like. Honestly, sometimes that's all it takes, but it 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 if it, it's nice, you know what I mean, to have a guy like that supporting you. And then he's he got together with Shane and uh, a couple other people, and they they followed him around a little bit, and then there's some stand up about it. But I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's probably like like an hour long. I don't think it's a short. It's a feature. Yeah, a feature. If it's an hour, over an hour, it's, it's over, a feature. Over Forty minutes. Did, can, can you could you have entered fixed? Uh, it's already no, not anymore. It's already distributed. It's done. Oh, okay. So you can't enter something that has distribution. I don't think so. I, it would kind of be pointless anyway. Yeah, because like, well, why are you it's, in the it's festival? It's already premiered. It's already done everything. It's 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 you know, yeah. it's already out. Yeah. It's it's available everywhere. It's we're we're moving on from that. Yeah, but this except but, for this Father's Day, if you're looking for something to watch, oh, fix boom. is the ideal. Yeah. Pump it out. Film to watch this Father's Day. So but can so anyway. Yeah. So you came to the. Festival, and I gotta say that um, there were, I believe, seven films, and overall, very a lot of really good stuff. It really I was. was. You never know what you're gonna get. That's the thing. You never know what you're gonna get. Uh, I guess I've seen a couple, sh- like I guess you'd call them shorts, like panels, whatever. Mm-hmm. I've seen a couple in a di- couple different film festivals. One was a comedy festival, so everyone was like sort of comedic. You know what I mean? Whereas this was a wide a real wide range of like each one was stylistically and uh you know thematically different like they were 
and they were all they, they were all very well done. They were all very well done. Like whether I love the stories or the action in in some over others is is not the point. But like as as a as a person who had to sit through an hour of short films that yeah. could have been painstaking, yeah, I was ecstatic. You know what I mean? There were there was some stuff in there that surprising to me that I liked so much. Like Trophy Boy sticks out in my head. You know what I mean? About an Instagram model. Who who lives with a this guy? He's he like basically is a sugar daddy, and then this guy dumps him, and this dude has nothing, and it's like, it was just really a, an interesting take on, you know, the facade of what people are on, how they are online as to how they are in real mm-hmm. life. You know what I mean? It's just like, and that guy was was I talked to him after the thing. He was great. Like your dude, I loved your 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 short dude. I loved it. I thought it was great, man. And if I didn't know you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have been more wondering which way it was going to go. Does that make sense? When you say you don't know me, what do you mean? No, I said if I didn't know you. No, no. Yeah, but why do you say that? Just because I, I, I don't know. Just knowing who you are and, and like a little bit of your comedic sensibility, I kind of felt like I, kind of felt like I knew what was going to happen in the end, but, but also by like a response you gave me when I said, I said something at the beginning, and you were like, "Well, I don't know," and but you you weren't like, "I don't know, I don't know." I just felt like I knew. I'm like, but at the same time, there was part of me that was like, "Well, maybe not." Like, yeah, it was like a real like, is it? It is right now. No, is it? No, it is. It's got to be. No, it is. Well, and that was the interesting thing. Sally Brooks actually uh, wrote the not actually Sally Brooks did write the script. It was actually it was the first thing that I've ever shot that I did not. Right. right. Oh, I did. I didn't realize that until actually I started. Which is, which is, which for me, it's like I need to open up my. It's like sometimes you don't realize, you know, that you're so caught up in yourself That's or whatever you think. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, I kind of thought was, you helped. I thought you helped write it. But no, she wrote he, but it. well, but here's how things work. When you're a director. I mean, technically, that's why they put a film by, because you're basically putting your POV, on your story. thumbprint on it, but you don't write it. But you have to guide it. So, yeah, I had to come in, and first off, I had to understand it, but it was, it was a well-written script that, again, it's all about the payoff. But what I, but what I had the discussion with, with both Sally and with uh, Peter Sprite, who are uh, both former guests of our show, um, what we sat down and, and talked about and what I was trying to accomplish was doing the um, uh, messing with different genres. All within one yeah. overall arc, which was a dark comedy, mm-hmm. being able to mess with drama, suspense, yeah, and comedy all in the same thing, and make that work, dude. And then fill other different types of styles in there. Like I actually had to, you know, I did that 1960s moving box stuff. Went from shooting on sticks to eventually shooting solely, uh, you know, with uh, on uh, uh, handheld. You know, I was messing around with. It was there were, everything was very methodical. And it was it was one of those things where it was either going to work or it wasn't because you had to be real careful about how you're doing it too because depending on how you shoot it you also don't want to tip your hat and because you knew me yeah you may be able to figure it out but the average person that was in that room no judging by their reaction yeah no, they no. had absolutely no idea and that literally John the one thing I will say is sitting there. I knew that the way this film was crafted, it wasn't going to be 14 minutes of laugh out loud stuff. This was no, going to be it, a build up. It wasn't supposed it was going, to be. Yeah. No, no, no. What I'm saying was like, but some people get really nervous and really worried because they're like, is anybody enjoying this? Like, I, 
My whole thing was about leading. It was all, did we craft it? Did we shoot it? Did we, we direct it? Did we act it? Did we write it? Did we um, edit it in a way that gets you to where you need to go? And it also did not feel long. All these things. Oh, no. Senior. So when, when it hit and that sold out audience like exploded, I was like, boom, done. Thank you. Got it. And that was, it was just a great experience. Yeah, dude. Really, and to have strangers come up and say, hey, I just want you to know that I voted for your uh, film, uh, you know, for the audience award. That matters because it's like, I know you're going to vote for my film. Like, I know that. And it's like, as much as I appreciate it, it dumbs it down a little bit because, of course, you are. It's not, Unless you, you say that and then you go give it, you don't. Then no, no, but you don't want it to be a popular... You, you'd rather it not be a popularity contest. You'd rather it be based on the idea that your film was better. Correct. Like, that's like, what you want. Yeah, and, of and, course. And, 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 and it's for me, I don't really like that because I felt like everybody brought their own different take to what they were doing there. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like... I mean, look, I'll take it. Don't get me wrong because that stuff helps you in the business. But But I also feel like yeah, but each person was telling a different story there and doing so their different. own thing. Yeah. Some were comedies, some were dramas, you know what I mean? And some were told better than others, like you said. Some some kind of missed the marks on certain points and then brought it back on other points. And But that's the process of filmmaking. And that's what I kind of loved about it was like everybody was kind of like, I'm going to try this. And that's the thing is when you watch it, you go, bravo for you to say to yourself, I'm going to try this. I'm going to see if this works. And sometimes it doesn't, and that's okay. But even if you get a little bit of a gem out of something, even when it doesn't work, that's still, to me, for anybody that does it, it was still a win. And that's... Yeah. And and I'll say, just listening to everyone talk at the end, you guys were all kind of up there, and the lady brought the mic around, and everybody's story, every film, I'm trying to think if there was one that wasn't, but every film was based on... Or came from some real, very real thing mm-hmm. in their in everybody's life. Yeah, isn't that funny? Like Sally and Peter do that. They like, play the game. That's yeah. why that's about a game. Just so you guys yeah, know. that's why that script got written. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like that trophy boy guy, he's like, yeah, some of that footage was me on mm-hmm. Instagram. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, that's why you have that perspective because you've probably been there. You know? And uh, and there was just a lot of the girl, the the World War Two one, which if you ever run a film festival. And you have to put movies together or shorts together. And there's anything to do with the Holocaust or World War II, make sure you do what this film festival did and put it (laughs) at the end. Because you don't want (laughs) to have to watch something about World War II and then like... A you know a speed dating sketch. Yeah. You're like, oh god. So they were that was smart, and I was like, as it started, I'm like, please let this be the last one, only yeah, because right. whoever's after this is gonna be like, oh. yeah, because that one was very well done. Like that World War II one was. I didn't know that story. It's a story about um, 200 Jewish people in concentration camps that were forced to help on make, from, to make the Germans make bombs, and they sabotaged a huge dirty bomb that was supposed to go off at the Battle of the Bulge, which would have probably not gone well for our side. And uh, and those guys, and they were all found and they were all killed, but they would, because of what they did, that bomb didn't go off. It was very, like, as soon as, I mean, that's, she wrote that, she made that short, that should be a feature film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. There's, all, there's all kinds of, like, different things you could do. Like, Trophy Boy would be, uh, a series on Showtime. Do you know what I mean? Like that was some. I would watch that show, dude. Um, I'm trying to think. The 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 speed dating one was even funny, just from the perspective of like I I can only imagine being a successful actress and trying to meet. 
people. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, ugh, what an annoying thing to have to do. Um, and then I just, I just, I really, they were, they were all really good. Well, oh, uh, are you my mommy? Yeah, dude, that would make a great action flick, dude. That would make a great. Will Forte? That's like a that's like almost a MacGruber three. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that one was, that one was a, a, a just a blatant statement on the state of Hollywood and women not give, being given as many lines, not being given as much money, being treated as the proper roles. Like yeah, just not, basically yeah. Being dismissed. Basically being dismissed totally on so dismissed onto what some random old man thinks. Yep. Like it's it was so well done though because yeah. when it started, I was like. How are you gonna pull off an action short? Like the yeah. guy's running around shooting, and then when he threw the gun from one hand to the other, I go, "Oh, this is supposed to be ridiculous." <laughs> they were a great group of people. I spent some time. They were they they were hanging out uh, yeah. at the at the Cabo Ka- Wabo. Which Cabo I didn't, I didn't Wabo, know. I didn't baby. know Cabo Wabo still existed. But Sammy it was like, Hagar is everywhere. <laughs> That's the funny thing. I was with a, one of the people that I was with. He was like, "Look, man." No one knows Sammy Hagar owns this. He goes, this is Mexican food. It's never going away. This isn't Planet Hollywood. There's no shtick here. Yeah, there's a painting of Sammy Hagar and a, a no, don't drive 55 sign in there, which means absolutely nothing to anybody except uh, for a guy that wants means to flex the re- his muscles. It means the Red Rocker, five. dude. Yeah. Red Rocker owns yeah, that Yeah, but the boy. average person doesn't know that anymore. Mm. It's like, he's like, Me- Mexican food is going nowhere. Oh, so no. Cabo Waba will always exist. Specifically, we were also knee-deep in a tourist destination. Yeah. Point being, that, that cast and uh, crew was also uh, at this. They had the other half of that uh, at, uh, of the Cabo uh, Wabo, and I went over and talked to them for quite a while. It was great. They're 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 great people too, and you know they're they're kind of like us in that ilk of like we just decided we got to start. We have to make a point, and we have to start doing it ourselves because yep. we were we're at that point in, in our careers and our lives where this is what mattered most to us. And it's like when you can bond and understand that at that level, it's pretty awesome. And also. Be genuine and and not be like you know there was a couple other people that will remain nameless that sat there and waited to be complimented and even when I when I gave it to them and they were like ah yeah I was like no 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 don't don't all right yeah me okay I'm I'm being I'm being meaningful and I'm being kind and I'm not doing it to get anything back from you but also don't dismiss me like you 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 are some sort of bell of the ball like you're some star here cuz it's not how you should roll it's just not but i will tell you they were probably 20 years younger than all of us as yeah well. that, and, and that, so they just they have a different take on what this is all about what the, this should a be a very different take and also like they you are entering a a short in a festival because you like making you wanted to make that short you know what I mean? You, it, yeah, it, I didn't sit there waiting for Mister Big to come over artistic, and sign a contract after the sh- after the show. It's like artistic fulfillment to to yeah. complete something, especially like you said, being the first thing you directed that you didn't write. Like I didn't even really think about that. And again, I really did think you had a hand in writing it, only because I felt like, you know, I know Sally and Peter, but not as not as well as I know you. But I just felt like there was a lot of there was some you in there, you know. So that's. But like you said, you're telling the story with the camera. Uh, you used Eddie Pence as a cameraman. Yeah. Um, he, he his shots, I guess, turned out okay because I wasn't grossed out by anything. Ah, you know? I'm glad you're trying to figure out which shots were his. Well, he was. He tried to tell me, and I was like, "Dude, don't talk to me during the thing. It's like ten minutes long. I got to follow what's going on." He was second camera, so it's it some of the shots were used, some of them weren't. Yeah. Being used, you know, backup. Yeah. Coverage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I just, I really, I just, it, it makes me. Uh, it just—it's really nice. It was—it was—it was 
it was nice. You know, I, I haven't, like I said, I don't, film festivals, sometimes you're like, okay, these are the people who paid the submission fee. Yeah, and yeah, this yeah. this is what's in it, you know, like. That's I, why I knew, that's why it was so important to get into an L.A.-based film festival because the, the talent level is The talent level and the amount of submissions must have been out 2000. the butthole. Oh, my God, dude. 2,000. So out of 2,000 shorts, those seven, how many panels are there? Uh, no, no, there was 23 total shorts that were accepted. 2,000 total submissions, both features, documentaries, I, okay. everything. Okay, okay. I don't know exactly how many they actually show. Uh, of those two thousand, I think maybe I think maybe two hundred. So we may we're we're the t- top ten percent of like Jesus. all submissions that made it in. That's fantastic. You know what I mean? But but the point is like there's there is quality there. The the competition level, um, uh, probably similar to what you would get in in, in like New York or Chicago. Yeah, like where, very, where where it's more where things are more accessible. The very fact that one of those the path had a had a famous more famous actor in it, um, is is just. Also, a tribute to being able to do that in LA. You know which what I mean? Which is funny, like, by the way. That's just so you know, um, uh, which is why we are, there's three different um, uh, short film categories. And the reason why we're in that one is because you can't, they, they, in, the, in the, the competition, like you can do, um, people can vote for yours for audience award, but we are not in the competition because if you have any actors that are recognizable, they consider that unfair in, the, in, in competition. So all the competition ones have no recognizable actors in it. That's why when you were in our in our block, you were probably seeing some people who were like, yeah, I kind of recognize that actor, or actress oh, yeah. or whatever. Oh yeah, I mean, just and the guy, the lead guy in your movie. Yeah, I was like, oh, I, f- I know that fucking dude. Yeah, yeah. So once you do that, you're out of, you get knocked out of that. Huh. And then there's a midnight one, which we do. <laughs> we actually had two different categories fighting over our film, and we asked to be in. The non-Midnight, and Midnight one is a very popular one there, but what we said to them was like, yeah. Our friends are going to be in bed by <laughs> 9 o'clock, dude. 5 p.m. is like the max we can ask. We had, to, we had to famously be honest and be like, we're too old for that shit, man. And yeah, they I'll were, have and to they take were, six naps the day before we do that. But again, they were they were completely accommodating, so it was great. They took one look at you and you're like, yeah, you can't stay up past 10. No, I didn't look at me. I went there. But you know what I'm saying. Okay. They showed a picture of you. Um, so another reason why, there's two reasons why, I, going into this thing, that I thought I felt very comfortable that it was going to do well. One was I screened it for my wife and my kids. And my wife laughs at nothing. She almost appreciates nothing that I do. And I mean that in a nice way. She's a very tough critic. She was there last night being very, or two days ago, very supportive. Yeah. Well, she's always supportive. Yeah. But she just a lot of times she's like, eh, just that one. That one doesn't work for me. Like my humor and her humor, just like our musical tastes, are completely different. What I find funny, she does not typically find funny, <laughs> at all. But that's fine. Like we're just two different. I think the uh, uh, the only movie that we ever collectively enjoyed together comedically was. Stupid Crazy Love, and it's actually a really, really I love good that movie. movie. I love that movie. But that was where we both... That's because you accidentally liked it. She came in it. for Ryan Gosling, and you were, I you went were in, there and I was like, Steve eh, Carell, and I a lot thought, of weirdos in this. But it was just done really well, and I, it was it was really funny. She movie. came in for Ryan Gosling, and in the end, you were there for also Ryan Gosling. <laughs> that dude is a hunk. Let's not, uh, let's not nice try to... I got to meet him once a long time ago before he was famous. Really? Yes. I hope he's a nice guy. He seems like... Why would that guy be pissed at anything? Yeah, you know? Know what I mean? It's like <laughs> he's a very polite, polite, nice guy. Yeah. Um, 
So anyway, so I, I showed her, and she's like, hey, can the kids watch? And I was like, yeah, the kids can watch it. You know what? Why not let the kids watch it? Because it's not, you know, as you, you saw, it's, there's nothing sexual. There's yeah, nothing it's, like not, it. not, it's not a, yeah. So we get the movies, the movies done, right? And in the film, we use texting a lot, and mm-hmm. we, we put the text up on the screen. So um, when the film was done, my youngest son, uh, 10-year-old, Elliot, um, said, uh, Dad, I really like the movie, but uh, there's one thing you got wrong in there. He's like, you... Uh, you misspelled text. You spelled it S E X T. You should probably fix that before you hand it in. I was like, oh, good, yeah. good catch, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Good I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and fix that. Um, thank you for pointing that out, chum. That's hilarious. Did that was Elliot who said that? Yeah. Did Tanner yeah. kind of go? Said, yeah, Tanner just kind. I looked over at Tanner like, just drop it. Just yeah, let it yeah, go. yeah. Just they don't say anything. Just That's nice. It, that that gives him a little bit of. Uh, uh, me and Dad know. Yeah, and, uh, Junior here, you got to figure it we're out. Get, we're getting there. At some point, I'm going to have to start cracking open some of the movies. I've been waiting for that. Like, there's two points that it, with with my boys that I've been waiting for. One is obviously you know, they get old enough to see me play sport. Like I play sports, so playing sports with them. And then the other one is when I get to crack out all the movies that I want to experience with them. Caddyshack, like, I share with like them. us. The I did share Caddyshack. He's seen Caddyshack. I, I was I pushed the envelope with that one, but even that one. That's not too bad. But, like, I'm holding off on stripes. I'm holding off oh, on yeah. certain ones where I'm like, I want to make sure. A lot of, you know, yeah, a lot of, lot of bouncing titties. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. So, and again, I'm going to put everything in context because, obviously, the world we live in now, I owe everything in context. I'm like, dude, you have to understand, there is an obsession with nudity and men when they create stuff. But yeah. You, but you have to be able to have perspective, and it, we have to respect women. We have to respect your mother. We have to. We, we can't. We can't deny who we are as men. We're not going to deny who we are as men and how we feel about stuff. But at the end of the day, you have to still maintain a level of respect. Like I have to get. I don't want to. Yeah, right. you can't show them Tom Hanks in bachelor party and then go look here. You can't treat women. Yeah, <laughs> but again, it's it's also perspective, and it is what it is. So yeah, and, and men are who they are. And so. some of those movies, you know, yeah, the jokes back then, like there are those movies could a lot of them couldn't get made today. You know, that's no, but just... they still. I mean, I watched the new Baywatch. I mean, there's still a bunch of you know, there's still boner jokes. Dude, and, the and, new and, Baywatch and is and good. The movie's good. I mean, first of all, anything with The Rock, if you try to tell me it's not good, I will fight you. <laughs> I guess what I was saying is that we have to have a perspective of how to appreciate and respect women. They they're not just again. When we were growing up, we grew up in a time where like the first thing you thought about when a woman was in it was like, I hope she's gonna take her clothes off because like that's just how the world that we lived in back then. And then we wake up and we're like, Oh, I guess we were kind of being douchebags there. No, not guess. We were. Oh, well, okay. thank you. But we did want her to take her clothes off, we so did, that was an honest because <laughs> we were boys and we are who we are. Again. Horny. So um the other reason why I felt pretty good going into uh, this festival was because I got to, this is crazy, I got to do a private screening with Warren Beatty and Annette Bening um, of, of, of my movie. Uh, d- because they <laughs> were interested in you as a director. No. Why would they be anywhere near your short film? So Just to go, out of curiosity. So to go all the way back to a long time ago on this show. <laughs> okay. Peter and Sally got married. And uh, if you remember, I told a story that Sally, and if you remember, Sally was on this program. And if you remember, Sally used to live, when she first moved out here, with Warren Beatty and Annette Bening, if you remember her telling that story. So she's 
best friends with, uh, uh, she's really good friends with Annette Benning. So they have what? a, so the long story short is, I honestly did not think that that was what it was. So what, what they did was they asked if we could use, they have a screening. You know, of course they do. They win At Academy their mansion? Awards. And the, yeah. So they have a, 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 a screening. theater. Room. And so we wanted to be able to test what's called the DCP, the digital copy of, of the film, because everything's obviously on digital now. We wanted to see it on as big a screen as possible to just make yeah. sure that whatever we edited and whatever we colored... We weren't going to be embarrassed the right. night so of the show. Right, so when it pops up at the, yeah. Because, Chinese, yeah. and you were there, that was a massive screen. That was one of the big theaters. So it was on the big, 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 big screen. So it wasn't on one like the, one, you know, the smaller side one. So we just want to make sure that when it projected, it was going to look good. And we got there, and they were both happened to be there. And they were like, yeah, let's watch this. And I was like, let's do it. And it was literally us and them watching it. And I w- we went back to go put it into the screening room, and so I went back to the projection room, and they have old school projectors back there, thirty five millimeter projectors, and I, and I, it's like there's that smell that old projectors have that oh, you just don't get anymore because they don't yeah. exist, right? And it was like a total throwback, and like a memory recall thing, and I was like, oh my god, and I ran back out. I, that was probably the only time I was like a little bit more like a child. Like I went over to um, Warren Beatty, and I was like, you got? Do you still watch stuff? On the thirty, the the, the the cameras back there, or the the projectors. He's like the thirty five million. He's like, nah, not in like a decade. What if he's like, I use laser disc? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but he was really cool. He goes, but he goes, you know, back in the day when you know when I was somebody, he's like, you know, that's what you used to be able to do. You could pick up the phone and call like Warner Brothers, and they'd bring the movie and they over. They would bring the movie over, and I could just watch it here. And I was like, dude, that is like so. Cool. Badass. Yeah. Also, when you were when you were somebody, nope. you're still fucking. He's still yeah. He's I, look. He's a he's a normal nice guy. Like yeah. he wasn't he wasn't trying to. He's just you know just talking. But that's a guy who everyone no one no one wanted to make that dude's movie. They were like Bonnie and what now? Nah, fuck that. And then he invested all his money and made Bonnie and Clyde. Like he made that movie on his own. He did. Yeah, and it was like up for an Oscar. I don't know if he won. I think maybe, but like. You know, it's like when you hear about, like, Stallone could have sold Rocky, and they yeah, were like, yeah. yeah, well, we don't want, you're an idiot. We don't want you playing this character. He's like, no, I got to business me, I'm Rocky. And they're like, oh, okay, well, you suck. And then he went out and made that movie, and they were like, oh, my God, here's an Academy Award for writing a movie that you were a star. Right. Like, that's crazy, you know what I mean? Like, people not having the vision or not having the forethought, but, like, Warren Beatty was not stubborn, just persistent, and he went out and made a movie, and it was awesome. Well, as I say, ultimately, you know, Yes, you have to be persistent. Yes, you have to be stubborn. But you also, at some point, you have to have, and luck, but you also have to have the talent to stay in the of game course. Of and course. to back it up and the, the, the abilities to deliver and all those kinds of things. But So long story short, got to do that and was able to spend some time afterwards having a discussion about the film. And so like when I look back on that now, it's like, you know, very respectful, totally appreciated the whole thing. They are two amazingly sweet and nice people. And just being able to walk away from that going, what on earth? Did, did they I like just, the movie? Huh? Did they like it? Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. So sat around and discussed, you know, the movie and stuff like that. And it's just like, but but again, like, I mean, from a perspective of like, this just goes to show you, like, I don't, I believe this. Like, I, and I think we've talked about this on the show as well. I never want to lose the fascination right. with the choices that I've made to get myself to ever even move out here. Granted, life's taken us in 50 gazillion different directions. Not I me. Married, Same kids, path all the time. <laughs> Same path. Straight to Gold's Gym. Straight to the, Gold's um, Gym to argue about towels. Where's my towel? 
but you know, I just never want to lose that childlike fascination and appreciation for the things that are around me. So like that was one of those moments that after I left, regardless, I mean, regardless of how they felt about it or dude, if the movie would have fallen was, into a toilet after that and you would have never been able to wreck that would it still be something yeah. that you would be like, uh, well, at least Warren Beatty saw it and liked it. Yeah. <laughs> And so it's just you know all I can say is that the, the, those two are um, there's a, there's a reason why they're very well respected and appreciated and it's because they're really genuinely sweet and wonderful and nice people, but that and all that being said it was just it was just a unique and cool experience that uh, um, that again you kind of leave going ah, that's Hollywood man that's the Holly that's that's the it's like staring baby. at the Hollywood sign and going I, I that's still cool to me. Yeah, that's still cool to me, and I know some people would say like, "Yeah, but then you're putting yourself down a notch." It's like, well, then so be it. I don't care. I'm totally think, fine with. I don't think. I mean, it's just the idea that like, look, people like Warren Beatty and Annette Bening. I mean, whether you're a massive fan of theirs or not, but they've paved the way for. I mean, Annette Bening was, a, like, a, she's a female in the movie industry. Back, she was back working back when it was not. Like, it's not easy now. It's fucking hard now. If you heard that Jeffrey Tambor, Jessica Walters thing, like, that's insane. Like, he's just freaking out on her, and she's, like, crying. Like I've never had... She said in her 60 years of acting, she's never dealt with anything like that. And everyone else is like, oh, no, it's normal. She's like, I ain't fucking normal. Like, that's not <laughs> normal. You freak out on somebody just because you're an actor? Like, oh, we're very... Uh, we're unique people. You don't have to be an asshole. Like, you can be unique. Unique is like, I collect baseball cards still, and I'm 50. Like, okay, that's weird, but you don't have to be a dick. Right. Like, nothing says you have to be a dick or you have to be a, a, a rude piece of shit to be famous. Like, there's that's not in the no. fucking rule book, man. No, I don't and, understand why they're... they're and I, I, the funny thing is, I don't know how many people actually are. Yeah, or what you just hear about, or, or who's had a bad versus, day, yeah, or yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a different... Like, Shit, man. I, I do try a lot harder now, but yeah, I've had some days where people oh, like... Oh, there are some people that are definitely in this business have probably thought I was a jerk, especially back in my Herald Examiner yeah. days. Oh, I, when you're working and you're like, hey, dude, I said don't put coffee cups on there, you motherfucker. Yeah, but I probably... I Not probably. I know for a fact I lost my mind a couple times on that thing. And you know, But again, that's uh, there's a learning curve to life where you're, nobody's perfect. And so. that's what it is. And as you're getting... like, I was at a place where I was having my learning curve of, of life and also my learning curve of production. Yeah, you know what I mean. When I was beyond set, like, like I one one day, two people asking for different things on the set of Malibu's Most Wanted. I'm running around, and this grip goes, "Hey man, what are you doing?" I go, "I gotta get chairs over here. I gotta get chairs over there. This guy fucking needs chairs." And he's like, "Okay, people need chairs." <laughs> he goes, "But don't worry, you don't need to run, man. At the end of the day, we're just making a movie." And I was like, "Oh, okay." And I, from then on, like when, like, like you know, my wife is guilty of it, and even I'm guilty of it sometimes. When you work on a show and you just get so involved, and you're like, "Oh, this is the be all end all. We can't get this person. We can't do this thing. How are we gonna live?" And then you're like, "Oh, this is just a fucking TV show that like maybe a couple people will see, right? <laughs> and maybe they won't, and maybe it'll last the season, and maybe it won't, and there'll be something else coming up. But it's like you can't." can't get too excited about any of it you know no i it's it, it, it's about you know just being in the moment and and just taking it one step at a time it's like you do i i used to and again when i first came out here i was always thinking about tomorrow i was always trying to think about what the end game was what's the end game what's the end game what's the end game you will drive yourself bananas and you and, and no matter what you say or what you think the end game is it's not that no It'll be something or else. maybe it is maybe it isn't it doesn't it, the point it is doesn't you have matter. no control over it you at can't some point. you can't change what you've already done 
It's already done, and you can't predict two seconds into the future. So no amount of anxiety or worry has ever changed the future. Like, oh, well, I freaked out about it enough, and then I got the part. Like, nope, that's never happened. You either got the part because you put in the work, or you didn't get the part. Maybe you put in the work. Maybe you just weren't right for it. Maybe it will open you up for something better coming along, and you won't have a, a conflict or whatever. It's like, you, you, it's just about the moment. And, and that, like, live for the, live like there's no tomorrow has, I think I've talked about this, has taken such a different like when people said that to me in my twenties, mm. <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah, I'll live like there's no tomorrow. Except I keep waking up broke. <laughs> uh, my liver hurts. Like you know what I mean. Like you can do. Like it's just that idea has changed from like live like just be a pig because who cares about tomorrow to like nah, I'm gonna try to be as good as I can in a day because who knows what's gonna happen tomorrow. So it's like that idea. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. It's just that uh, I like the idea that what you're saying, you live in the moment and kind of accept what's happening. Like like this this film, it might have seemed pretty shitty when you got kicked out of film school and they were like, dude, don't come back. You're terrible. You're awful. And then, you know, you got your film school redemption. Well, you know, it's, again, I, I the, the thing about film school is I, I got what I needed out of it anyway. I still learned. They just didn't want me. They didn't want me in the program but I got what I needed out of the program before I was asked to kindly step aside and go do something else. That being said, and this is what I told my wife the other day about that specific thing, is you know, telling somebody when they're 18 or 19 years old to try to go do something else, this is probably not your calling. Let me tell you something about 18, 19, 20, 21, probably all the way up to about 30. 35, yeah. yeah. A lot of people don't find their calling or their full voice or their learning. Again, going back to learning curves, like some people just take longer to get there. So I think this concept of telling people to take a hike and get out, like think that, that you're that somehow or another you think that you should be able to tell someone and they'll say, oh, no, no, we're just guiding them in a different direction. How about encouraging them to do better and saying to them, However, if it, does, if it doesn't work out for you, you should always have a backup plan. And it, here's the thing. You and I work in a business where people don't like to hear that backup plan thing, but I also believe that you should have a backup plan so you're not like some of our friends that end up being 47 years old and they've never held a real job and they didn't accomplish what they thought they were going to accomplish, and now they're having panic attacks because they don't know what to do with their lives. It's like that's that backup plan that they're talking about. Like just learn other things. Be prepared just in case. That's not a bad thing. Some people look at that like that's a bad thing. I think it's a bad thing to just stare to somebody when they're basically still a child and say, nah, get out of the game. Dude, the, the, the amount of... I, don't, I can't even imagine being a kid today. When I was 15, maybe going on 16, my sophomore year in high school, this teacher that everyone thought was so great, oh, he's, uh, uh, I'm like, this guy's a dick. <laughs> And he said to the class one day and like then kind of looked at me like, you get you getting this? But he was like, you're, you're at an age now where you should know where you want to go to college, what you want to do, and what you want to do when you get out. And I was like, who the fuck thinks about that right now? Like, I'm 16 years old, man. I'm about to get my driver's license. I can think about as far ahead as, man, I hope I can find someone to buy us beer this weekend. Like, <laughs> that's it. That's where we're at. Like... And then I'm looking around, like, does everyone really believe? Like, I'm like, what? I don't have that. And he's like, 
well, you got to get your shit together. And I was like, don't, what? No, no, I'm not. And even my mom, my mom would never push that. Like, that was not a thing in my house. My, my parents were like, you got to figure it out right now. I was like, no, everything I did, like, I hate the first job I had to have. I hated it. My mom's like, well, now you know what you don't want to do for the rest of your life. I'm like, you're fucking right. I don't want to bag groceries for the rest of my life. I better stay in school. Yeah, but don't you think it's a little bit weird? Maybe, maybe it's because our parents just came from a different generation where you, I guess you had, you got married younger. You had kids younger. You had, you, you, the jobs that were available to you, I guess, were available when you were younger. But I just think that by the time that our generation hit, those things weren't really true anymore. Like, I just don't think that, and now more so than ever, I definitely don't think it's true. And I think that it's kind of unfair to not encourage people to experience the world a little bit. Because I, I, it's funny when you meet people that, are a little more, that have experienced the world, they kind of got their shit together in a different way. Versus, like, really, like, riding someone when they're 18 and be like, what do you mean you don't want to go to college immediately? Yeah. What's the matter with you? Yeah. Oh, you want to go wander the world and see the world? What, dude? Where's that gonna get you? I think right out of high school, you should be forced to travel. Well, I don't know if the rest of the world wants that—a bunch of eighteen-year-old oh, Americans. Absolutely not, they don't. But I'm saying, <laughs> and maybe you know what? Maybe it's right out of college. Maybe it should be right out of college. Well, so. yeah, whatever it is. My point is, there's there's this window of youth that I think that they're, we're putting expectations that are just—I don't think they can be met. And, 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 and the expectations are coming from who? What? Us? You? Them? From the elders. Other, yeah, who gives a shit? It's like, these are going to, like... I've already lived it. I guess I'm asking you, do you agree with me in the fact that having already lived it and now looking back on who I was as a person, who my friends were when they were that age, I'm like, well, why, why, why would I ever do that to somebody else now? Like, why? I know. Now I know. Why would I ride kids at that age to get their shit together? Why would? I'm not going to. I mean, I, I kind of think about it like this is like when I look at my... My base of friends that I that I have, and I'm I'm still very like, dude. My the, my best friends are in where my you know what I mean. Like they were in my wedding. I still go home. They still live there. It's like I still see them all the time. And then the friends I made in college, who I also consider, you know, uh, very close friends. But they've all they've all become good people. You know what I mean? They haven't. They they're good people. They have good jobs. They 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 have families, or they don't have families, but they're they're worthwhile human beings to this day. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They've. And, and we did some shit back then. And I'm not saying we were awful. I think in my head, we were just kids. But <clears throat> there was underage drinking. You know what I mean? There was, there was murder. <clears throat> there was burying bodies. There was like <laughs> romping cars at the stockyards. There was smoking pot. There was, you know what I mean? That shit went on. And if you're, and if I, like, if kids were doing that now, you'd be like, oh my God, this is, look at how they're behaving. But then you're like, yeah, they got to get this out of their system. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's called it's Rumspringer like, for everyone. Essentially, that's what happened when I turned 15. It was like, okay, I'm gonna now I know everything, so I can drink a six-pack. I know everything. And, and then, then you hear this. Cops, run! Yep. All Every, the, I think all, all I the would time. Say, I would say 60 to 70% of all young Americans under the age of 21 have heard the phrase, the cops are here. Run. I don't even I don't even hear the run because I hear the cops are here. I'm out the back door. Like <clears throat> there were a couple nights or running through the woods or whatever it is, wherever you're par- trying to hide and party. You it, know, it was so funny. I went to it like I lived in Warrenville and there was a there was a town over Wheaton where I went to high school. It's where John Belushi also went to high school. Uh, same high school. Yeah, you went to the same high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah but both Belushi's went to. Um, and uh, so all three of you guys' photographs are up, right? <laughs> yep, mine is right up. I actually put up today, I'm like... Um, is it f- yours looking at theirs? <laughs> it's a picture of me standing next to theirs going... 
Yeah, no, I, I actually put up today. I'm like, my wife and my friends don't even want to watch me or look at me while they're eating. Why would I ever ask a restaurant to put my headshot <laughs> up on the wall? That's, That's insanity. That's funny. Um, but no, so I, this town over, there was a party. Me and my friends from my town, Warrenville, went over to this party. And we've run from the cops a thousand times. You know what I mean? It was like our weekend. We had a blast doing it. We thought it was hilarious. But a lot of these kids who were at this party had never had to deal with police. And I was like, well, first of all, the police in that town, they don't want to, they, they've got nothing to do. They will fucking ruin you. They'll just be like, here's another ticket. Here's a ticket. You got to, now we got to take you downtown. Now your parents are going to come. Now you're fucked. It's like, so when someone's like, oh, the cops are here, I was like, hey, does this window open? And we were in a basement and I like pushed open a, a like a, a window that was kind of in a well almost. And like me and my buddies just climbed right out and walked. We walked around the house. As we were running away from the house, there were cops up. They, they like, infested the house, and they were up on a balcony. And they're like, hey, stop. And we're like, no. And we kept <laughs> running. And I just they were like, ah. And then they, just, they had, like, 200 kids to deal with. I was going to say, and they like, had enough. They yeah, had enough. And like, we, I got in my car, and like just I did a U-turn, drove right past the house, was, like, watching everyone get tickets. I was like, you idiots. You stay there? Ah, fuck that. I went home. <laughs> Yeah, you know it's funny. There, there is some truth to the to the uh, uh, the. If it depends on how, what what the cops got going on that day, and and the, and the yeah. size of the town, and how busy they are, or they are will determine how much they're going to put into this. Like a lot of times, um, where I grew up, the cops are just like, "All right, everybody, get out of here, go home." Like they're just breaking it up. You're they're, talking they're Milwaukee in the '80s. Well, we're seeing just oh, okay. so. We, but you're. But I'm just saying, it's a lot of it was just like we don't have. We got plenty of other things to do. Yeah, let's break this shit up. Maybe the people who organized the party probably got in trouble. Yeah, you're having like a party, everybody else. A ticket. You know, I mean, obviously now you look at it and go, wait a minute, did they just tell everybody that had cars that were drinking? Yeah, too? get out of here. Yeah. I've been told that by cops before. Get out of here. Yeah. Like, they know I'm drunk and they're like, just go home. Different time. Again, it's <clears> all that <throat> stuff. You look at it now and you're like, okay. Because everything can be summed up into, oh, that's that's why there's covers on outlets. Like, it doesn't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you realize it just takes enough mistakes. Oh, that's why there's a law against that, because yeah, we yeah. did it way we, too yeah. often, and yeah. it was stupid as shit. Yeah. You, you just, you start looking, and people are like, you, uh, why, why? You're like, I don't know why, but now you know why you can't. Yeah. The point is, we were the why you can't. Yeah, we were the people that ruined it for everybody. <laughs> yeah. If you, wanna, if you need to pinpoint stuff, I can I can help you. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, what was that? Why were, we, why were we talking about cops? Huh? Why were we talking about cops? Well, we were just talking about the, the, you, oh, different decision making in youth and, oh. and how, yeah, oh, yeah. That, how hard or not you're going to be on people when yeah. they're a certain age. All, all my friends are like successful and working in an area that they enjoy and they're doing something that they like and they're productive members of society. Well, and define success, right? Like a lot of people are like, you're not going to be, you're going to make nothing of yourself. Well, defi- what does that mean? What the fuck? I mean, that's Does all, that mean that all, like, so getting all. married and having a decent job and just being happy with a decent job and a family and like going, you know, and hanging out with your friends, is that is that not successful enough for whoever was yelling at you? Like I'm, I think the I'm, only level of success that is, that is, is worth trying to like, you know, put value on is are you personally happy with what you're doing? That's it. Yeah. If you enjoy what you're doing, you win. You're successful. Maybe it's hard to get by doing that. Maybe there's no benefits. Maybe, you know, you can't get insurance through your company. But if you truly enjoy what you do and you're really, in, and, and you don't mind, you, you know what I mean? It like stimulates you and you enjoy going to work, you win. You win. Yeah. If you make any money doing something you like, you win. That's it. I don't know. There's no... Because my what I think will make me happy, who 
fuck knows what if anyone's going to care about that. You know what I well, mean? Well, that's the funny like, thing about the film school thing that you, you brought up about me getting, you know, basically ejected. dismissed. Yeah, not kicked out, but like basically graded out. <laughs> which we got. I got to figure out how to show you that movie. I went to see if I found it on VHS. Oh. And I thought I had it, and maybe I do. I got a couple bins of VHS, but I didn't find it in the one that I kind of half looked through. But I do have the film film, and as long as it hasn't been destroyed by any elements, I have to get that to you so that... Uh, Has it been can... in a can? Yeah. Yeah, it should be fine. It should be totally fine. Yeah. I would think. Um, but, uh, you know, that's the thing. is like I actually enjoyed the process. And then I'm thinking to myself... Seriously? I was 19. How good of a movie do you think I was going to make at <laughs> 19 years old that's, anyway? That's like trying to tell a joke on stage when you first start. It's like, you're going to suck. you got to yeah, give it time. There was, there was, what, one person, Eddie Murphy, that was that good at that age telling, telling at jokes? At 19, because he started at 14. Yeah. Do you know what but, I mean? But my point is, like, <laughs> yeah. world perspective, yeah. understanding the ability. Yeah, every once in a while, there's going to be the anomaly. Sure. For the rest of us, we're just trying to figure this shit out. You know what I mean? So, like, to basically say to somebody... Yeah, I know you're having. I know you really want to pursue this, and I know you really like this, and I know you enjoy the process. But what you're making is a turd. So why don't you just go ahead and turd in something else? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm in complete agreement with you. You can't tell a person, an 18 year old kid, that they they suck at something. It's like, dude, you. If you're not encouraging them, if it's if if it's something they truly like. They will get good at it. They will find a way to be involved in it. And even if, like, even if someone's at that film school and they're like, man, I want to be a director, and they keep trying to direct, and they keep trying to direct, maybe they aren't a director, but they'll keep at it, and they'll get involved in that industry, and they will become something that is around a director. Yeah. Maybe they're an AD. Maybe they're a producer. Maybe they become a writer. But they'll, like, you, no one's path is set out, like, in a straight line. You can't, I don't care how much planning and preparation you put into your future, Things are going to change, man. Things are that's the only guarantee is that change is permanent. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Like, <laughs> well, and the thing is, too, like, for, for especially when you're dealing with the with the arts, it's interpretive anyway. Yeah, like, it's not like just because you it's didn't like, like a, the movie doesn't mean this guy's not gonna like no, it. I can tell you, the movies are for shit well, now, they're... but I was also 19 years old so in of film school, for too. Shit. I, I can't imagine the the uh, the, the fucking attempt at like maturity and the attempts at like understanding the world. I can't remember if I told you this last time, but one of the films, because we have, you know, at the end of the year, you have to screen all your films and mine was about a talking bird and that, you know, eventually sees a Cornish hen and thinks he's going to get murdered. But my point is... <laughs> See, dude, I would watch that. <laughs> um, actually, that, that literally is the movie. The bird was annoying to his owner. And then one day, he walks down the hallway, goes to the kitchen, sees a Cornish hen hanging, thinks that that's going to be his fate if he doesn't shut the fuck up, runs back to his cage, and is the nicest bird ever. That was my whole story. All right. That was, you know, it was a silly little thing. But they were like, no. But anyway, Animated? But no, no, no. I used a real bird. A real, I was a, this bird was very trained. It was my, wow. my roommate's bird, Zach. I miss <laughs> Zach. Zach was a, great, was a great bird. Oh, Zach's gone? Yeah, Zach. Uh, you know, they, he, um, you know those uh, um, parrots, I think it was a parrot. Yeah, he lived for, you know, they lived forever. Long, like, they long time. time. But um, yeah, you, it's the stuff that's on the, the cooking pans. Uh, what do they put on pans now so that you don't have to uh, spray them? Um, whatever that is, it's a Teflon. Oh. So when you cook it, it, it got in his lungs and it killed him. Oh. But they didn't, he didn't know, they got, my, my buddy didn't know that that, that, that Teflon oh. uh, can do that to the bird. Zach was a great bird. But anyway, rest in peace, Zach. You're, still, you're forever, uh, you know, immortalized forever on Hollywood on, Anonymous. Uh, that's right. And on film. And on film, yeah. So anyway, my film, going back to what you're talking about before, um, <laughs> about placement. Yeah. So in class, 
the guy that screened his film before mine was all in shadows, (laughs) and it was a guy... (laughs) Was it not a comedy? It It was a guy... It was all in shadows. It was a guy who hung himself a jack dog. I knew it was going to be that. I knew it was going to be that. shadows. So, th- I, God, I knew you were going to say but that. But guess he's... who didn't get kicked out of film class? That guy. That guy. That guy's probably like, we, you're going to, we give you the Emmy of the school. <laughs> that, no, that, that is such a 19-year-old. And then he was just, it's just a dark image of a man masturbating, <laughs> hanging. You're like, okay, guy. All right. <laughs> what are you saying with your piece here, dude? Well, thank you, Eric. That yeah. was interesting. <laughs> Thank um, you, Eric. Now, Brian, let's go ahead and put yours in. Hello. Talking bird. Well, this is <laughs> shit. Maybe the school isn't for you. Does the bird masturbate or hang itself at the end? Then get out of here. This isn't art. That's insane. Like, and that again, who screened those and was like, okay, here's the order we're going to put these they in. Didn't give a shit. There was no order. This is not like a film festival. This is literally the end no, of the year. No, but still. The teacher didn't. Obviously, the teacher probably. I was probably a smart ass in the class. This was an avant-garde. It was an avant-garde film school. So, like, I was, I was already outside the norm. I, I tried to make an avant-garde film. I did that. I did try that too. But my thing was like, this is that thing. It's like, what's inside of you, right? It's not avant-garde film. And I couldn't help myself. I was like, I got to make a thing about the bird. Yeah. And I just want. And the thing is, I just wanted my classmates to laugh. Yeah. Not realizing it was a bunch of like emo, sad who don't know how, but. (laughs) But but even more to the point, dude, that was more avant-garde than anything else because everything else was so... Like, you were outside the box. Everyone else is making these dark, stupid, fucking artsy <laughs> shorts. And you're like, hey, talking bird, everybody. How crazy is that? Like, that should have been the one that everyone was like, guys, we got we got to get weirder now. I mean, we got talking fucking birds. I don't know. I think that... I think that and it's like when you see anything that's like, the, everything's this thing. And then one thing is different. Like, that's more exotic. You know what I mean? Even if like this is supposed to be what it is, like well, I hear that's you, way John, outside But what the they box. thought was like, all right, Looney Tunes, you're out of this class. That's what they thought, right? <laughs> Look, there. hey, Daffy Duck, you gotta <laughs> go. <laughs> we're done with you. We know. But you I can... like how you also said you were a smartass, and like I feel like a parent now, where you're like not giving me like when it, when I used to come home and go, well, I don't know, the teacher hates me. My mom's like, well, why does the teacher hate you? I don't know. She just has it in for me. Yeah, horseshit. Like, why? What did you do? Right. Like, there's clearly some behavior that you are displaying. So I figure maybe that happened to you, and you're not giving us the whole story. Well, no, I'm saying it's like no for that. No, in that class, it is. It's it's extremely judgmental. I was I was basically, this is not for you. You are not getting what we're doing. You are not good at this. And but, but again, but you know what? I was really good at. And this is old school now because people don't do this anymore. But I was really good at editing. Oh my god, splicing together Spl- film, yeah. <laughs> cutting and splicing. <laughs> I was really good at that. That's like saying, I was really good at shoeing horses or being a blacksmith. Never underestimate editing. And I will explain to you why. Like, what I, and people have told me this for years because I, I, it it carried over to when I did start finally doing digital editing. I understand beats. I understand exactly when to cut away from something and exactly when to cut back into something. I understand timing and beats and stuff like that. And that was something I was really good at was editing. So it's like, for me, when I look back on it as my adult self, it's like, okay. I get it. I was probably annoying. I know. I shouldn't have made a narrative. I understand all those things. But that's all you could see? You did, you, is that the only thing about filmmaking is specifically yeah, the that. story? Yeah. Or are there other things that go into it? Yeah. You know what I mean? There, filmmaking is a process. It's not just that part of the story. It's everything else that goes into it. Everything else that goes into it. It goes back to what you were saying. It's like, yeah, maybe I wanted to be a director back then. 
But maybe I found out years later that I could have been an AD or a producer or, you know, whatever, or a sound guy. It doesn't, you know what I mean? Or an editor, you also, know? Well, also, uh, you know, if you're in charge of young people or whatever, you're a teacher, you know, that the, the goal should have been, like, tell you something, at least one positive thing about what you did. And then tell what maybe maybe suggest where improvements could be made. You know what I mean? Like, hey, we like the shadows behind the bird, and you know, the, the talking not as much. But this was really good. Now maybe if you did this, like, and, and and try to guide them within that field, not guide them away from something. You know. Well, the other thing is too. Uh, last I checked, uh, we pay to go to school. Exactly. Yeah, that too. Give uh, me. We, some, we forget that. Give like, me some in words school, of encouragement. In public school, right? I get it. Like. You know, hey, listen, you're not paying to be here. I mean, technically you are with your taxes. But but diff- undifferent, when you go to a private school, specifically college, you are paying them in pursuit of a career, correct? Yeah. And, the, and you have choice of what career path that you go on. So to have people say to you, eh, eh, when I look back on it, I'm like, huh, Dicks. didn't I pay you? For this career path, and you basically said, nah, go do something else, which I did, and I went on a complete... And I have no regrets. I mean, I went into radio, and I enjoyed you it, and know, I love music. Know, See, here it is, know. man. I, I love my radio career. <laughs> I was also annoying there. I got fired a couple times <laughs> in radio. But and, no one you know, could see it. And I was in band management, probably annoying in there, too. I was probably... Everything I've done, I know that I've been annoying. Well, I know you've that... Got a, there's a running theme. I yeah. think that's the important thing is to recognize I that I know theme. that I wear myself I wear myself thin in everything that the I do. shine wears yeah, off as time wears on. Yeah. So, anyway, no. But uh, it's just like... But it, it, for, for other people, then you got to say, but if you, hadn't, if you hadn't given up on me so quickly, maybe I would have got to where I, was, I needed to go earlier yeah I, i'm not going to say that specifically for myself because i kind of look at my career path and i like the fact that i worked in in band management and radio and, and production and did it, all the things it that zigs I actually, and it zags dude yeah and i got I, I have wonderful experiences in everything that i did yeah. every every career path that i kind of jumped around from plus you I got to do drill cool it things. into our, our listeners heads what? Wait, the radio gigs, the band management? Well, more so. I don't really ever talk about the band management stuff. Eh, there's been some stories. <laughs> been some stories. <laughs> but no, I, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So this, this episode's about just doing, go do whatever the hell you want to do. Yeah, well, don't definitely don't let anyone don't cut tell it short you... because someone says cut it short. Yeah, I mean, that, that, if that makes sense, I, unless you're doing a seven minute set <laughs> and someone's like, "Dude, you got to get off the stage." Then, or if that doesn't apply to open mics, <laughs> or if somebody said, "No, no, the film needs to be five minutes," you're like, no, "I'm gonna cut it short." Uh, this it's is a thirty five minute film, three no, no, hour documentary. In, in order, <laughs> well, it can't be in the short comedy yeah. <laughs> category then. So there's certain things you have to cut it short, but I'm just saying in general, if you're trying to pursue stuff. Yeah, Whatever don't it is. don't let any don't let it especially uh, somebody who should be encouraging you like an educator or a parent like don't let them tell you you don't have to be a dick about it either but I'm no, just saying it's no like, but just don't let don't, on either side don't let them don't let it discourage you like again no one I mean you go back to the best comics and even talking about Eddie Murphy like no one is good on stage when they start no one is good on stage when they start you have to find who's no good at anything you do when, when you, you start st- exactly that's why you have to start something enjoy it practice work at it so, you know what i mean you something you would do for free for the rest of your life cuz you love it so much and then you keep just getting better at it but it you know that goes with anything and also like don't other your success is only it only should matter to you you know what i mean are you happy that's it that's all that should 
I, by the way, I, I in life I subscribe to um, a lot the, of magazines. No, the profe- <laughs> yeah, they just keep coming to the door, and I feel bad. Um, I even when people aren't selling magazines, I still buy them from well them. airline like, miles. Yeah, they, when they don't roll over, they're like, now you got to buy magazines because you only have enough miles for three magazines. You're like, I oh, guess cool. I, I guess the magazines. I guess right. I flew myself into a magazine. That's some great stuff, Dude. everybody. But no, I professional sports is a is, is I think one of the things that is is you can can give you a lot of perspective. The people that weren't picked first are usually the ones that have the longest careers, <laughs> yep. and and the arts. A lot of them are the most successful because they just it just took them a little longer to get started, but they eventually they hung with it. They continued to show up to work. They continued to do what they needed to do because they were driven in with something they wanted to do. It that's that's the other thing too. They wanted <laughs> to do it, and it's very rare in most professional sports, probably outside of well, even basketball to an extent. It's not the number one guys. It's 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 the number thirteen guys, the number seventy seven guy. It's it's the it's the people that were picked last in the kickball of the draft that year that that just fight their way through. Like that's how I kind of look at life. Professional sports is a perfect example of even the elite of the elite can get beat out by the guy that was not considered the most elite. Yeah, you know, and still finds their way through. Yeah, I mean that you using that example also like those guys are picked and looked at by scouts and there's numbers that are put together, but it's a human eye usually that's like, oh, this guy's got all the tangibles. This guy's got in the, in, the intangibles. Sorry, he's got everything you need for like this position or whatever. Again, that's like someone telling you you're not cut out for this. You're not because the people that get picked, like you know, and maybe it's like, and you use Tom Brady as an example, or you use a, another athlete who's like, well, Wes Welker was uh, ended up having a great career, and like that, his whole career, yeah, everyone was like, nah, too small, done with you, too yeah. small, done with you. He, he had to fight his way through all of his success, yeah. And it's like again, he's one of many stories just when it comes to professional sports. Yeah, but continue. But but just that that idea that like someone else trying to tell you that you're not good enough or you're not cut out for something, it's like. What? what the fuck do you know? Well, you get paid by some organization to like look at people and judge that? That's great. I don't really care what you think. So I'm going to do my thing, and I'm going to succeed regardless of your opinion. Or maybe you won't. <clears throat> or maybe you won't, but, but at least you know you're going to try. You gotta, you ha- that's, that's the thing. It's like I don't want this to turn into some sort of like Tony Robbins segment because it's not. Because <laughs> there's, there's also just as great a chance you're not going to get where you want to go. But or last, where you think you need to go. Exactly. But the last thing you want to do in life, and this is kind of what I'm kind of coming to terms with with myself, is the last thing you want to do in life is to is to regret all the things that you didn't do because you just said to yourself, ah, you know, everybody else is right. Well, it's not about everybody else. I mean, you can still be a good person. You don't have to be a selfish person to still pursue things that you want to pursue. You can still be a good person and live your life and be a part of another life at the same time and, and find your spot. It's just like, I don't, that's kind of what I'm, where I'm kind of like coming to at this point. It's like, I, look, dude, we do this podcast because we just like doing it. We don't have these like grand expectations that somehow or another going to flip on iTunes one day and it's the number one <laughs> podcast. I have and if all it's those not, expectations. And if it's not, then what was the point? Like if once you start acting like that of like, what was the point today? then, you know, it's just like you're not enjoying the moment. That was why my last podcast stopped. The guy I did it with was like, I don't want to do this if you're just doing it to have fun. I'm like, well, then I guess you don't want to do it because that's why I'm doing it, man. Today on Only Business. Uh, yeah, I was like, what? We have a comedy, a comedy podcast. You don't want to have fun? All right. Today on Checking the Listeners as We're Speaking. <laughs> where are we at? By yeah. the way, 
I do want to thank everybody for listening to this, and I know that some of the people that I'm thanking right now, you are so far behind on on on. We've I we've I I told John I I discovered like a, a, a this funny. I don't know if it's an algorithm or logarithm or whatever. It's a surge of old. That, uh, yeah, that it's um, that you're behind. And I don't know why you're behind. A lot, there's a lot of you that are with us, like the minute we put it out. And then there's, a, uh, then there's another group of you that take a really long time. Like you're literally, I think, two months. So I want to say from the future, um, you're, huh. you're a great person. Thank I think you. Things are, <laughs> things are going well for you. I just want to know you're a good person. Yeah. The choices that you've made up to this point. And this wasn't supposed to be a Tony Robbins episode, but I got real mad at Gold Gym earlier. So now I'm calmed down. Yeah, that's so it starts with Gold's Gym and it finishes with you can do anything in this life if you put your heart into it. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned for updates on me getting my membership and my <laughs> yoga class back. Yeah, look out for us on the interwebs. Uh, you should probably see the trailer for my film. It's Someone You Know. It's on Facebook. You can find that there. We'll try to link it to the Facebook. Yeah. Uh, the Hollywood Anonymous uh, Facebook page as well. At some point, when it'll also be eventually be available uh, online once we, we, we... The thing is, we can't put it online until we're done submitting it to the uh, film festival circuit. You guys should put it on Amazon. Shorts do pretty well. Well, eventually, yeah. yeah. But, you, but again, you can't do that. It Tell does disqualify you. So yeah. until we decide we've, we're kind of bored with the festival circuit and we just started getting into it. But, you know, for now, we're just going to keep going. You got anything else going on before I bail? Uh, August uh, 8th and 9th, I'll be in D.C. at the D.C. Comedy Loft. July 31st, I'm working backwards. July 31st, I'll be in... Brea, uh, headlining the Brea Improv, and um, uh, end of June, I'll be in Washington with Lachlan Patterson, uh, Chelan Lake or something like that, I can't remember the name of it, but it looks beautiful, Washington's pretty awesome, uh, and then uh, I think that's all I got, My Death Coat episode two is going to be, it's in the process of getting shot, parts of it are still needed to be worked on, so uh, hopefully a couple weeks on that too, so. Uh, I'll uh, be playing softball tonight uh, in Eagle Rock, and then uh, we'll be at the Jersey Shore Film Festival uh, in the first two weeks of August. If you're an East Sider and you want to check out the movie, uh, East, east Side of the oh, state, the of country, the United States. Um, so you're going? Are you going to Jersey? I don't know if I'm going to go or not. We're <laughs> we're talking about it. Go like, to the Jersey as a, Shore as a family. I have to do some sit-ups. Why for the why? situation? I'm sure there's a lot. Oh, for this, oh, I got it. Thank you. I was like, what situation? And I'm like, oh, right. Okay. The. The thing that introduced the, my brother to his wife. Oh, really? The situation? Well, the did. show. Oh, the show. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see somebody like that. It's a little bit too vain to introduce anybody to anybody. Yeah. Except themselves. Especially if you took a look at my brother. Like, how am I going to introduce you to a woman? Like, did why you would used you? to be a DJ with long hair? I did. I did. I, did. I mm-hmm. wore Slayer t-shirts to raves. <laughs> all right. That's all we got for us. <laughs> all right. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Hollywood Anonymous. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Hollywood Anani. That is short for Hollywood Anonymous. You can also follow John individually at John Huck and myself, Brian Irwin, at Brian Irwin on Twitter as well. Both of us can be found on Facebook. You can also Google us and contact us directly, HollywoodAnonymousGuys at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe. 